into the contest. It's Tuesday the 23rd of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you? I am fantastic, Timmy. The sun is out. And uh, things are looking up for this week now. The rain is gone, hopefully. And it's good to see the kids sport back. I know that uh, we stood in the rain a bit, you and I, over the weekend. But um, <laughs> look, uh, the scouts are still following Tom's career, promising career. He's on fire, mate. The last three weeks in soccer, he scored five goals, three goals and five goals. So he's he's absolutely loving it. He's, he's spending a lot of time now, gets on YouTube and, and learns all these soccer skills. And <laughs> it's good to watch, actually. No, he's really into it. It reminds me of being a kid myself. So... Um, yeah, it's nice to see that he's found a passion for something. It's good. Good on him. Go for it, Tommy. i tell you who else is on fire, particularly on the field. Tim Payne, an outstanding return for him. We'll talk about that. Jordan Maialata, this Australian in the NFL, isn't he just a weapon? And what's going to happen with Jordan Dugowie? That's all on today. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, main hair care. Shane, uh, Tim Payne played in Tasmania yesterday and look, I looked at the the highlights, he looked as crisp as ever. He did, he looked really good behind the sticks. Um, George Bailey, the the selector, was there to to watch him go around. It was was a second 11 game, He, he missed his club game due to rain. But it was a Tassie second 11 versus a South Australian second 11. So back behind the stumps, took six catches. Um, two really good ones, actually. One diving low to his right off the fast bowler and one up to the stumps off the spinner. Um, he does look like he's missed a lot of cricket, but uh, yeah, it would have been a lot of pressure on him and uh, he held up pretty well. He's a, he's a tough guy. It looks like they'll pick him. Uh, if you're reading you're reading those lower paragraphs of articles and comments from people, um, I think there's every chance he'll play in Brisbane. Yeah, well, to have a turnout like that, definitely. Um, and I think so, but uh, it probably will be his last series, even if he does play. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go, mate. It'll come down to, I think we've got another another Shield game to go. So one of the keepers can get some runs. It might put a bit of pressure on him. But at this stage, I, I dare say he will be the incumbent. The, the crime wasn't big enough to drop him completely, was it? I mean, he should be available to play. I think so. I definitely think so. I think it was something that was dealt with you know, four years ago. It, it was a mm. mistake. Um, he admitted to it. Um, but it was, I think it was just pressure coming out. The, the word is that there's potentially money trying to be extorted from Cricket Australia. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, So they had to come out and, and bring it to a head. So, yeah, it's an ugly situation. Yeah, Mark Taylor's copped a lot of heat. We spoke about that yesterday. But, um, look, I thought they dealt with it. Um, it was a silly mistake and uh, he should move on. Yeah, I think Mark's... Uh 
unfairly uh, being mm. uh, ripped apart a little bit because he, he is just one of those guys that's transparent up front. He just tells it like it is. This is what I thought, you know, and he's always been that way. But uh, look, it looks like uh, Pat Cummins will be named captain later in the week, probably just being brought forward a few months because it, we expected him to be named captain at some point. And Steve Smith with the VC next to his name, every chance there. Now, the, the WBBL, we've really enjoyed watching this and the, the feats of Beth Mooney and Sophie Devine. What about Sophie Devine, the way she clubs the ball? She absolutely whacks them, Timmy, and um, they've joined forces. They both play um, over in Western Australia for the Scorchers. And, mate, I think they scored between them in the last two years, 935 runs in, in the mm. uh, WBBL. Big numbers. Um, so they've been included in the team of the year again for the third year in a row as openers. Um, three big admissions, actually, from that team. No Meg Lanning, no, no Elisa Healy, and no um, Elise Perry. So there is a bit of a changing of the guard, Timmy, um, in women's cricket, which is good to see some real young talent coming through. This Jordan Mylata story in the NFL is a cracker, isn't it? Young kid from Condell <laughs> Park, it. massive unit, obviously played some lower grades with, with Canterbury and then got this incentive contract over there in the NFL, then signed a big deal. And he is living up to his expectations, isn't he? He is a unit and he absolutely smashed a guy called Marcus Davenport, um, and they, they call it in America, they call it the pancake. I think we used to call it like folding someone like a deck chair with a tackle. But he let he, helped his team to a win, 40 to 29. Um, that's Philly over New Orleans. But the best part of this, mate, he actually posted the picture of him smashing this um, Marcus Davenport. And he put the location as the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> so it set the internet in a bit of a meltdown. I thought it's good humour from him and, um, yeah, very, very funny. He can smash him and that's good to see. Oh, yeah, ouch. Uh, you just got to go and have a squiz at it. It's fantastic. Mm. Now, uh, let's have a look at a little bit of rugby league because Parramatta, they've been bleeding a bit, haven't they? Losing players, uh, you know, the and a big question mark as to how their roster would look going forward, but a big re-signing for them. He's their leader. No doubt he's their best player. Clint Gutherson, the King Gutho, has signed a, a deal that will keep him at Parramatta for another three years. Yeah, three years, $2.3 million. He was keeping his cards very close to his chest, wasn't he, Timmy? Um, mm. Sort of saying whether he's going to sign or not. He's obviously uh, leveraging his position. Um, that's turned out well. That's a really good signing. Um, they can build a team around someone like him. He was definitely their best player last year. He creates a bit of an X factor there. But, uh, yeah, it's a big amount of money out of your salary cap, $2.3 million. But I, I still think that's a very, very good signing for the Parramatta Eels. One of the most impressive Australian sports people in my eyes is Lance Buddy Franklin. I've had a little bit to do with him. I uh, caught up with him again over the Everest Carnival. He's just such a nice guy and such an amazing talent. He's a bit shy when the media is around, but uh, you get there and sit there and have a chat with him. He's the most decent human. And uh, look, he's fired up to get these next five goals to take it to a 1,000 for the Swans, one of the greatest players of all time. He's got back to training early. Um, no special rules for him, but uh, he's decided to get back with all the young players. Yeah, good to see, isn't it? Um, he's 35 years of age, as you said, 318 games um, career so far. He's five short of the magical 1,000 goals. But, yeah, he's come back, instead of coming back on December 6th, has come back this week uh, with other senior players, actually, Callum Mills, um, Tom Hickey, um, and Sam Reid. So yeah, the Swans have a very, very strong culture and it's good to see that the older players are not taking any shortcuts. It sends a great message to the younger squad. Yeah, the Bloods culture is uh, really... Mm. 
a big thing for them at the Swans. And uh, who knows what happens next year? They went so close. Uh, they're a very good team. They've got a nice blend of experience and yeah, youth. Come on so the, the mighty Sydney <laughs> Swans in 2022, what will happen? What will happen to Jordan Degoe at Collingwood? The coach has kept his cards very close to his chest. He said that he's been in contact with him. That court date is just a, a week or so away for him in New York. It is, mate, December 8th. But I think uh, Craig McRae is... Um is sending out a really clear message here. He's saying he may not play for the club again, no matter what the actual um, situation is. Um, I think they've had enough of these sort of behaviour off the on, off the field from a few of their players. Um, he's sending a strong message saying you got to, everyone's got to shape up. Uh, the way of the new Collingwood is going to be it's going to be hard and fair, um, and no more silly stuff off the field. So um, yeah, very very strong message sent to Jordan. Yeah, heap of news in uh, in the world game. Sam Kerr, she just keeps kicking him in, doesn't she? This is great news for the Matildas who've got some really important games coming up over the next few months. But she's playing for Chelsea. Another hat trick for Chelsea in a big win over Birmingham. Phenomenal, phenomenal player, mate. We have to get our researchers onto this, Timmy. Like, how many hat tricks she's actually scored? She must have a, up with, with a record. An, another five nil win to Chelsea, as you said, three goals to to Sam Kerr. Unbelievable! Like the the girl is just a super talent. She seems to have so much time, and she always finds the back of the net. Yeah, just amazing player. And do we have researchers? Where do, where where are our researchers? Um... <laughs> We'll get Craig Hodges on it. What do you reckon? Get that research going. Now, uh, French football, they've got some dramas, don't they? Um, uh, ugly stuff happening in their league. Um, a star hit with a water bottle. It's it's causing massive, massive issues. Mate, surely there's cameras at the ground. You've got to charge the spectators with, you know, it's attempted murder. You're throwing a, a full water bottle from the top of a stand and you hit a guy bending down to take a corner kick in the temple. You can kill the guy. It's ridiculous. Um, this game was Leon versus Marseille, and Dimitri Payet was just, as I said, trying to take a corner kick, and next thing, a, a full water bottle flies out of the stand and hits him in the side of the head. It's ridiculous. Like, charge the guy, never let him back to a soccer game again, mm. and, and give him criminal charges. It, someone's going to die. And it's not the first time they've had problems uh, recently. They no. really need to have a look at it. Look, the A-League got off to a, a flying start on the weekend. I particularly looked at the Wanderers-Sydney uh, FC game. They had a massive crowd back, which was fantastic for them. Obviously, that derby game is a real thing in the whole of the draw. And, mm. and they expect big crowds, and they got it after a very lean couple of years. Now there's this conversation that uh, they need more than 12 teams. They want to kick it out to 14 teams. Uh, maybe there may be a spot for young Tom Lee, the youngest player ever to represent the A-League <laughs> from Clontarf. It's Tom Lee. Look, I don't know about this, Timmy. I think they need to get their 12 teams right and the competition right first. But they're saying they don't have equal amount of home and away games. They want to push it to 14, which would give them equal 26 home and away games. Um, but with the big view in a few years' time to go to thir- um, uh, to 16 teams, which give them 30 home and away games. So, yes, they're having a bit of a, a strategic review, but I think they should get their 12-team competition right first. Yeah, this is murky, this story with the Chinese tennis player, Peng Shui, mm. um, accused one of the government ministers of sexual assault. And then there was all this talk, had she gone missing? They have found Peng Shui and she's done an interview with the IOC. There was also some other vision released from uh, Chinese media. Uh, really uh, interesting yarn, this. 
Well, you can't speak out in China against anyone that's more senior than you and, and saying, making these allegations against a, a former um, vice uh, premier uh, for sexual assault over several years is a big accusation. Um, I'm hoping it's not true and um, for her sake. Um, but yeah, she's obviously been silenced and said to go back into her box pretty much and be quiet. Thank goodness she's fine. But this has attracted international attention from Joe Biden, the US president, to the French president, to the WTA in tennis saying, if she is not safe, China will not be included in any more tennis tournaments. So there's a bit of international um, uh, strong arm going on here to China. But thank goodness she, she's, um, she's alive and well because uh, the poor girl must be really, really frightened. It was good to see Novak Djokovic get on the front foot and fellow tennis players say things mm. because that also means a stack. So, yeah, we'll keep a, a watch on that story. Formula One, this is really getting down to uh, the knife's edge, isn't it? Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. I think that many thought before these uh, new cars all came in and uh, everything that Lewis Hamilton was going to win, but Verstappen has really taken it to him. It's going to the wire. It is, mate. I love how you say Verstappen as well, Timmy. It's a beauty. Hey, um, so Hamilton's won the last two, Verstappen. So how many left in the in the series, Timmy? Mm. And are you tipping Hamilton or Verstappen? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, look, Lewis Hamilton, you'd have to tip him, wouldn't you? Because he's arguably yeah. the greatest of the modern era. But uh, Max Verstappen uh, has had an, a great season. Uh, so, look, I, I think you go get your 20-cent piece out and flip it and see which way it lands. I think it's mm. a bit like that. Now, Tiger Woods, um, the world has reacted. After that car accident, uh, many thought that he'd never come back, and uh, he's now back practicing. He's put in a statement out saying, look, I'm starting to recover well. Uh, that beautiful golf swing of his looked all there. He had compression pants on, but um, that would be the biggest story of all time in golf if Tiger Woods came back to golf and and possibly won something. Oh, wouldn't it? What, mate? Another comeback. And, uh, yeah, his swing looked really good, didn't it? Um, mm. Pretty hard not to, but uh, with those genetics. But, um, look, uh, it's just great to see him fitting well and hitting golf balls. Yeah, and just that video and, and support around the world for this guy is unbelievable. And it sent the internet into meltdown again. And he is uh, hopefully fit and healthy and a comeback um, on the horizon, Timmy. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, yeah. Uh, look, uh, Glenn McGrath, what a player he was. Um, tell me more about the early days of Glenn McGrath. Well, mate, so we're, I was first picked in the New South Wales team when I was 18. McGrath was about 23. I think he was trying to make his way in the country as a batsman, McGrath, for many years. <laughs> Didn't quite work out for him. Didn't Steve um, Waugh say that he he would have been a good batsman? He only worked out late that he was actually a left-hander, not a right <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve Waugh actually said to him once, because um, he used to complain about the batsman getting all the sponsorship money, mm. you know, players getting like 300 330000 bucks for using a kookaburra, McGraw would get nothing, and he said he took all the wickets. And Steve Orr said, why don't you go to every sponsor, bat sponsor in the country, and ask him for $10,000 and you won't use their bat? <laughs> Which was a bit of a laugh. But um, we both sort of playing out one of our first Shield games against Queensland up at the Gabba, and Alan Border, the former Australian captain and the legend that he is, we were both bowling to him. And McGrath's pants were too short. I don't know if he put them in the, um, the dryer or something, but... His basically white cricket pants were up to his shins. And I remember Alan Border saying, mate, you waiting for the bloody floods, you big dope. <laughs> and McGrath, he had like the Lloyd Christmas from um, Dumb and Dumb, a haircut. And, um, but it turned out pretty well for Lem McGrath. I think he took, what, 500 test wickets? Oh, yeah. He went a long way from those, those shorts being called Pigeon from Brad McNamara living in a caravan. 
Ooh-ah, Glenn McGrath, one of the greatest. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. I used the peppermint shampoo last night. I tell you yeah, what, it's I'm good, isn't it? Oh, yeah, very, very nice. And, of course, <laughs> thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.